When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. This is Joseph Har in Astana, Kazakhstan, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Rafael Nadal played his best tennis of the tournament today. Uh, he won his match. He's finished the year at world number one, and he's going home. <laughs> or at least he's going to the Davis Cup uh, finals in Madrid because he has failed to qualify. That's because uh, Alexander Zverev got the job done moments ago against Daniel Medvedev. It's a funny old day today, isn't it? Yeah. It feels really weird, especially for a day when we've had a wonderful match, a wonderful moment Nadal collecting the year and number one trophy exceeded my expectations um, in terms of a, a moment Nadal's post press conference quote or press conference quotes exceeded my expectations in terms of how expansive they were it was all great and yet I feel bit weird about today yeah we feel a bit weird i should say that was joseph har by the way who introduced uh, the show today one of our kickstarter backers who uh helped us along in order to produce all these shows this year by backing us last year we'll be doing the same on the 2nd of december this year so thank you very much joseph who will have been watching no doubt today avidly as rafael nadal got the job done against stefano sitsipas in a really really good match wasn't it it was oh, yeah. and, and sitsipas credit to himself wasn't he the way he just went about it yeah because there wasn't a huge amount on the line really for Sitsipas. he could have done what team did yesterday and team was I don't think anyone's criticising team for playing the way he did which wasn't with his usual intensity Sitsipas could have done that but he absolutely did not do that he pretty much gave everything he had to give out on that court and it was an absolute credit to him and everyone was very thankful for it because it turned into a really really good match my one concern about it is he's tried his absolute damnedest to beat Rafael Nadal and tomorrow he's got to come out and play Roger Federer and we know he takes losses hard even a loss like this I'm just hoping he's, he's, he's not in despair tomorrow. Midway through an existential crisis as we speak. He did give us some room for manoeuvre, though, <laughs> with his output on the court, didn't he? Because he, he said, yes, I wanted to win, but I wasn't... I wasn't prepared to die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just... Everything... Sits a pass in a nutshell. 
He's just a hundred percent with everything, yeah. isn't he? Normally, Sitsapas is prepared to die, <laughs> but today he 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 decided he would rather live. It's like, it's like a Rocky Balboa quote. Yeah. Before the match, you know, when asked about how are you going to approach this essentially dead rubber, and yes, I know you could say that um, whether he finished first or second in the group is on the line, but I don't think he would have much preference between Federer or team in terms of who he played so I don't think that was really significant for him um, when he was asked about how he'd approach the essentially dead rubber he said I'm going to give it my soul <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all just great isn't it it's so disarming isn't it um, but he was he played really well today I, I, I was trying to work out because we've we talked about this a, a little bit because of the team match where he didn't give everything in his kind of dead rubber he was respectable but he clearly he's got a bit of a cold he pulled up pretty much and just allowed it to happen uh, at the end there Sitsipas what what is it that makes him go into a match like that what what is it about Sitsipas the competitive animal a little bit like Andy Murray 11 years ago against Roger Federer in a tennis masters cup as it was then who had already qualified and still went three hours and one minute to beat Roger Federer 7-5 in the third and knock him out and then exhaust himself for the next day and he ended up losing to Gilles Simon. What, what is it about these people? I think it's something ever so slightly different in Sitsipas to what it is in in Andy Murray. I mean, Sitsipas is the kid sitting up the front of class that when the teacher announces a test, he says, oh, great, I've revised really hard, <laughs> hoping there'd be a test, while the rest of the class is rolling their eyes and groaning, right? <laughs> and everybody's going, oh, Steph. But <laughs> not maths, because he gave this amazing <laughs> quote in, uh, in his last press conference when he was asked about the permutations. And he said, I was never very good at math. I much prefer geography, because I like travelling and... Actually, never mind. It was like it was like he stopped himself from absolutely rambling on about geography for ten minutes. <laughs> he just saved himself. He saved himself and everyone else. <laughs> good, a good chunk of time. I'd, I'd quite like to hear that answer completely now. Completely earnest about everything, and a perfectionist, and you know that that video that Tennis TV did of the players trying to pronounce tube station names which is a thing of absolute joy if you haven't seen Rafael Nadal's proud little face as he holds up a piece of paper that says Marylebone on it and says Marylebone (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just the best thing ever but Sitsipas, it starts off with Sitsipas with this earnest look on his face going, Clapham, Clapham, Clapham. <laughs> Clapham Common. And he's so sure he's got it right. And he's desperate to get it right. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, abs- he's in utter despair when he discovers he's got it wrong. And then when you tell him he's twice mispronounced Leicester Square, he's got it wrong in two different ways. He, he takes issue with the whole with all the parameters of the game what, why do you just put an S in there <laughs> it's the whole parameters of the English language yeah, <laughs> yeah. whereas it was such a great insight into the personalities of the players because Zverev was he like, wanted to look like he wasn't trying he too hard he really wanted to look like he didn't care yeah whereas he did because he was giving them all a go but he got it wrong he was like oh that's a stupid thing. Yeah, that's a stupid word. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah it was 
it was so great. And Federer looks like a big kid in it, doesn't yeah. he? There's a couple where he just giggles at the at discovering how wrong he's got it. <laughs> it was uh, everybody said Southwark. Yes, yeah, Southwark. Yeah. yeah, which is Southwark. Southwark. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Ah, oh, that was good. Nadal gets every single one spectacularly wrong, but delivers them all with the proudest little smile on his face. <laughs> Mariley oh. Baum. <laughs> right, he's well the more. And uh, he received the biggest, shiniest, silveriest trophy imaginable today on the court as he was given uh, the, the world number one trophy it's almost as big and shiny as the Queen's trophy isn't yeah. it those, those two really do stand out as the biggest yeah. trophies um, he was so happy today wasn't he a weight lifted from his shoulders with, with that trophy with, and also I think with playing well today he, he actually said in his press conference I attended the press conference just because I kind of wanted to see the body language of, that he had obviously we'd like to attend all of them some of, some of them it's pretty tough to get to them in time but he was really expansive in all of his answers he was happy to to expand and engage on any subject and he just looked he just looked free again you know he's been carrying a bit of a burden all week yeah, which took me back a bit, I have to say. Um, and he, he, the way he embraced that trophy and, and let himself go. He gave it a massive on kiss. The court. Yeah, it was, it was really moving, actually. And I, I mean, I think of him as the one of the three of them that's least preoccupied with the records. And I, think, I, think, I do think that is still true. I think they are, they are least sort of present in his mind they're less present in his mind they occupy less of his thought time than the other two but that doesn't mean it's not there sort of in his soul will that make him more likely to break them and hold maybe possibly I think I think what's going to make him most likely to break the Grand Slam record is that he looks like he could win the French Open forever forever I mean and and he's within touching distance already of Federer's record but I think what it does do is it perhaps the fact that he's less preoccupied with them, I think sometimes we can maybe underappreciate what Nadal has achieved actually. It's he is he is so much more than the best clay court player ever. You know, his his records on other surfaces hold up so well. And the number one ranking, he's now held it first for the first time at the end of the year in two thousand and eight. And now, eleven years later in 2019, that's the longest span. You know, we talk about is it longer than Federer. Yeah, span? Yes. Well, well, Federer only did, did he them. Hasn't done it for so he did uh, oh, four, five, six, seven, and then nine. So right. it was only a kind of five-year period. And, and, and Nadal's done it at 33 and a half years old. <laughs> what a great line! Yeah, he, he. I think his so quote was, great. "For me to stand here with this trophy, aged 33 and a half." <laughs> <laughs> Bless him, um, and he he is so proud of the fact that he's done it eleven years apart. Yeah. He is so proud of that. I mean, it's it's rare. I think it's rare that he gives you an insight into how much something mm. means to him. Yeah, he's always incredibly polite and he says all the right things. But in, in that particular moment, you got a sense of the immense pride mm. that he feels because it's not just the duration of time between the two. It's the it's the roundabout way he's had to yeah, do it with exactly. all the injuries. And people 
didn't think Nadal would have a long career. Nadal himself didn't think he would have a long career. So for him to be getting longevity records must just be so extra satisfying for him. Um, and as you say, even, even this season, he thought about shutting down his season this year post-Indian Wells when he was really struggling. And for him to then finish the year number one... That's extraordinary. It's an extraordinary it? turnaround. Yeah, and, and I think, I, I can't remember who tweeted it, that his clay court record statistically this year was the least dominant mm. Is that right? of, the, yeah. of all of the years that mm. he's, he's been number one. I can imagine one. that, given... Well, by, it some, feels by ridic- some way. It feels ridiculous that we're even kind of contemplating the fact that he might not win the French Open, but that is, that is what it felt like at the time, and that was on clay. We were doubting Nadal, so for him to have done what he's done since well it was really about Rome that really, Rome was the t- turning gear. point wasn't it yeah yeah the final against Djokovic mm. he um, it's the it's the semi-finals almost exclusively throughout the year that yeah. has got him to this point isn't it I mean it was just Acapulco where he lost to Kyrgios yeah. early whereas we were talking about Djokovic yesterday peaking at certain events yeah. Nadal has pretty much peaked every time he's played he's, he's sometimes and also won a couple of slams of course well yeah I mean it, it <laughs> It's great that the ranking, I think, it just shows the the right results, you know, um, in this case. And I just thought he was fabulous today on court because clearly at the beginning he was fighting himself a little bit, his game, his forehand was, was pretty ropey. erratic yeah. early on and he wasn't consistent. He was He was playing good points sporadically but not piecing them together. And those are the absolute pillars of Nadal's game, his forehand and his ability to be consistent and he didn't really have them and yet he didn't he didn't complain he didn't make a fuss he just dug in and gave the absolute best of what he had and eventually he did start to find those parts of his game and by the end his forehand down the line he was cracking some unbelievable winners and that was what turned it it seemed to me because on the run he is I would say in the current game he's got the best running forehand mm. either way mm. down the line he has that banana shot doesn't he but he also has the slap on the f- absolute full extension of the of the reach he can still get full power um, Pete Sampras used to have an incredible running forehand it was a different type of shot but it would he could hit it harder and faster on the run than mm. he could if it was if he was just stationary um, but the other thing that struck me as well in that press conference is he, the way he talked about how he wasn't worried about the fact that he played two, three set matches back to back and the, the, the miles that might put on the clock. He flipped that completely and said, look, the, this is what I needed. I've, I've played myself into form. And OK, it's too late for the ATP finals. <laughs> but look at, look at him in the Davis Cup yeah. finals now, next week. If he, he looks fit now potential Medvedev rematch on Tuesday night because it's Spain-Russia on Tuesday oh, night really? in the Davis Cup yeah well if anybody looks like they haven't got much left in the tank it's, it's Daniel Medvedev yeah. he, nah, he tried his heart out in the second set to get some adrenaline going he tried to get the crowd involved he started hitting out but he is cooked yeah he's cooked I, and I thought although on paper a dead rubber for him I'm, you know, I'm not dismissing $116,000 and I'm not suggesting that they're dismissing it either but we all know how rich these these guys are um i i i think he really felt like he had something to prove today mm. to to his coach 
and to his team and to his, yeah. himself I think he don't think it was lack of effort or the wrong mental state going into tonight and Attitude wise, I think he did prove it. Yeah. Um, there was, there was, he, he knuckled no, down. He, yeah, he really, no silliness towards the camp. No silliness. He really, he really did give it his all in that second set to, to rouse it, rouse himself. And it just it wasn't there. It doesn't have it. And he looks very impotent, doesn't and, he, when he's not got the legs. And, and he's lost, he's just lost his, his edge, his groove. Because over that stretch over the summer where he was reaching all those finals he was winning all the big moments and he was really clear in his game plan in those big moments well he managed to get this second set against Verb into a tie break and his mind kind of fell to pieces he, he did a challenge mid-rally which was clearly in and he thought it was out he double faulted a couple of times and it was just it was kind of scratchy tennis which is what he wasn't doing it was relentlessly good over the summer I, I, he was trying to get the crowd with him a bit wasn't he because I think it was uh, broadly a pro Medvedev crowd I, I'm sure the Nadal factor I, helped in that I think they wanted a, they wanted a third set they yeah. wanted a third set a they wanted, mm. match, they wanted you know? a, and I think a portion of the crowd would have been aware of the you know the fact yeah. that Medvedev could make Nadal Federer happen but um, he it's it's not the best of matchups Medvedev's Federer is it it's not of all of those sort of inter next gen rivalries mm. it's one of the ones I'm least excited they're, about they're too similar yeah. Yeah. It's, it's repetitive rallies you get the same rally most of the time mm. um, it's impressive to watch but it's not sp- particularly enjoyable um, just on Nadal, the one other thing that struck me, a, a long answer he gave, ironically, to Yabalda Scanagata, who he'd had the run-in with. And, and it, was, it was interesting. He sort of started the answer looking a bit chippy, as if, to, as if he wasn't that pleased that he was having to answer this, the journalist that he'd mm. fallen out with. But it was a good question about, about whether it means more to him to have five year-ends the same as Djokovic and and Federer and have dominated this 15-year spell, does it mean more to him to be doing it with them around? And he kind of gave the the standard type of answer, but then actually conceded that that he felt it did mean more to him. And the most interesting bit about it was, he said, I also look at some of the years when I think I was well-placed to finish number one, Mm. and I got injured. And I feel like there's a couple of years that I could have done it, and and that's that was that stayed with him. He you know he doesn't back, he doesn't pretend that it didn't happen. That's his little statement that actually maybe I am the best because I'm the one who's had the most injuries, and yet I'm still on a par with these guys. And I think that that's made this year all the sweeter. Mm. That's a strong case. It's hard to yeah. argue with. I, I would also say as a caveat to that point or perhaps a caveat to the question would he have done it if the other two weren't around would he have this longevity they've all made themselves one another better they've all pushed one another I mean it's it's obviously a rhetorical question Um, but they're all achieving obviously they're having to split it all three ways but would any of them be as great as they are without both the other two I think I think not and, and I think the other thing that I find extraordinary about Nadal is that he had a couple of years in there 
where he actually wasn't that injured. 2015, 2016, I'm kind of thinking of. He had a, he had a few niggles in those seasons, but pretty much he played all the tournaments. But actually, he, he was suffering a loss of form and a loss of confidence and almost yeah. a, a, a crisis with yeah. his forehand. It was so loopy. And that year at Queen's, when he came in having, I think when he'd lost to Djokovic in the quarters that year, and he yeah. came to Queen's, and he was dropping forehands halfway up the court, mm. and just I think Alexander Dolgopolov yeah. beat him, and mm. he was just asking to be dominated. And so for him to have come back from that, and to be honest, reinvented his game under Moya since 2017, he is so much more aggressive with his backhand. He's much more willing to come forward. He's we've talked all year about the way he slightly revamped his service motion to try and get a bit more pop on it. He is constantly making adjustments to his game to become a better player they all are but I think with Nadal it's, it's really noticeable because for a few years there he was a worse player and now he he is a better player I think arguably than he's ever been to and, be honest and let's not forget this has kind of happened since that spring of this year mm. because when we did our Rafael Nadal story I certainly thought he'd got one more slam in him and that was going to be the French Open. I didn't think he would win on anything else, yeah. put it that way. And I was, I was absolutely wrong. But Why can't you say those predictions out loud? I just did. <laughs> yeah, after the fact. After <laughs> those it, really it, accurate Ash Barty predictions that you say out loud. And Federer, that's not it. Anyway. it. It does feel weird that Nadal's going home from this tournament, given the, what given what he's given and brought to this tournament, the fact that he's not going to be there over the weekend is, I, I think, is weird. I, I wonder whether he's on my on my easy jet flight to Madrid tomorrow. <laughs> I somewhat doubt it. <laughs> you might you might be sat next to him. <laughs> you imagine? Get your mic out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure it's, I get it in my uh, cabin luggage. It's not right, is it, that he's going home? It's he's the not he's the right. first player not to reach the semis with a 2-1 record in the group for about seven or eight years it's, it's very rare that you win two matches and you don't go through so we're left with tomorrow afternoon Stefano Tsitsipas against Roger Federer what do you think? I'm leaning Federer based on what he did against Djokovic and, and also that mm. didn't, didn't he beat him quite handily the last time they played? that's true he absolutely gave him a bit of a lesson in Basel didn't he on a, on a similarly quick indoor hardcore but yeah I, I, will, I will pick Federer but I, I don't think it will be an absolute route like it was in Basel I think Sitsipas no. is playing well and will we'll push him mm. yeah Federer in three mm. ok I'm going Sitsipas so you know. David knows things well yeah I don't <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no I, I think he's playing really well I, I, I hope that he really brings it tomorrow um, because he can look a little subservient against Federer when Federer's mm. really on Sitsipas has to stand up to him and it's a funny one I was trying to work out in my mind whether the match against Nadal today is good preparation for playing Federer or bad preparation I feel like from a intensity point of view and he knows he needs to bring the same amount of energy and intensity to try and beat Federer but it's not it's not a good preparation style wise no. at all he had a lot of extended rallies today with Nadal and well, Federer will take his time away flip side to that I was thinking when Nadal had beaten Sitsipas today I was thinking when they play tomorrow 
I, I would back Nadal against Federer. Mm. Is how I felt if if that had happened. Because partly because of the similarities in Federer and Sitsipas's game that he's played himself into that groove of that style of opponent. Plus, suddenly Nadal is felt like he was playing out of his mind at the end. Mm. You know. But anyway, it's irrelevant now. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but no, I'm just going to give Sitsipas a go on that. We'll see. Other one is Dominic Team against Alexander Zverev. What do we think for that? Team for me. I think team. Yeah, I think team. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Again, just. But I, I, I do think Zverev is going to be really freed. But, I mean, he's already looked freed barring a what now looks like an anomalous, slightly bizarre performance against Sitsipas a couple of days ago. I don't agree with that. I don't think it is an anomalous one, personally. I, I, well, no, I mean, it's impossible to say without a bigger sample size. But, it, but like, I don't think everything is rosy for, for Zverev. Oh, oh, no. Right now. Is anyone um, saying that? 
but I, I don't feel particularly confident in his form still. I did, I mean, and this sounds absurd, I know, but after his win over Nadal, I picked him to win the tournament in the newsletter. Mm. Um, you because have it, it both ways now, which, aren't you? Ad- because which that, admittedly has aged better than our prediction. Yeah, <laughs> but now he's going to say, in full knowledge that he's got that in the bank, now yeah. you're going to hedge, aren't you, <laughs> and say, I'm actually completely unconvinced by Zverev. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I am not convinced by Zverev. <laughs> Um, and if he wins the tournament, I will refuse to take any credit for it, for, for the newsletter this is prediction. A, this is an unprecedented sequence of events. This is very odd, isn't it? This is very... <laughs> Look at Catherine's face. This is very today. <laughs> odd. Yeah, I'm just weird. It's been I, a funny old day, hasn't it? No, I, I thought he was so good against Nadal. Admittedly, Nadal was poor. That I, I thought last year's champion was was mm, back and, feel like it and then Sid Sebastian just destroyed him this was somewhere in between wasn't it tonight it, it, yeah. it wasn't the he guy that beat great. Nadal but he, he, the serving was great he basically won the match in the first two games I know that sounds like a mm. weird thing to say but he got off to such a fast start and then he was serving like that which he admittedly was serving really well I think 80% first serves and lots of them Okay, slightly dubious speed gun, but lots of them quick, 130 miles an hour. It was going to be tough to break him, so he got ahead, and then he just won a tie break. <laughs> just. No, but I mean, no, it but w- I take your point. Yeah, I, 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 given that Medvedev is clearly a bit of a shadow of what he normally is, um, he didn't have that much to beat today, really, and, and he and he got the job done. But no, I'm not that convinced by him. And team, I. Pretty sure has a good record against Ferrer. I think they've played a lot on clay, which maybe slightly skews their head-to-head. But I think it's a I think it's a matchup that teams reasonably comfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm going for team as well. Um, don't look at me like that. Um, team. Uh, uh, the other thing I wanted to say about Zverev is just to touch on what we were talking about a couple of days ago when he was spotted fiddling around in his bag with some kind of well, we don't exactly know what. The the the, the initial reaction was that it was a phone. Um, he said, I think, that it was a water bottle. Um, and the ATP, I think yesterday, released a statement saying there was n- no breach of any rules in what, what he was doing in his bag. Um, a few people have suggested that, that, it, well, that he has a medical issue or which, which needs monitoring. Uh, suggestions maybe that it's diabetes no confirmation of that he hasn't said that um, but I I wanted to make sure it was clear that the ATP had very quickly stepped on that to say that no rules were broken it's not like he was looking at his phone for information about anything I think that it, ha- had he been checking the ATP app as instructed by the um, big screen yeah yes just had to check it after John Isner told him he could find all the info about Sam Query on there <laughs> yeah so he wasn't doing that anyway, uh, is, is what we're told. And he's in the semi-finals, so that's what's going to happen tomorrow uh, on Saturday. It's the evening match against Dominic Team with Sitsipas against Fedra in the afternoon. What's the uh, what are the doubles semi-finals? Um, Cabal and Farah made it through. It's Class and Venus against Cabal and Farah in the first semi-final at midday, and it is 
uh, Bear Mau against Kubotten Kubotten Mellow at 6pm. I I really feel very strongly that uh, Bear Mau are winning this title. They haven't dropped. They haven't dropped a set. They haven't dropped a set. It's just. It's it's written in. It's written in something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. If that doesn't happen, then I. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Then the natural order of the universe has been mm, disturbed. Yeah. Sits mm, a will be displeased. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we'll look forward to all that tomorrow, and we'll have another tennis podcast afterwards. Catherine will be presenting Amazon Prime Video's uh, live coverage from twelve eleven thirty eleven thirty. Catherine up. has an early early alarm call. So. Half hour build up to doubles, guys. Yeah, tune in for that. Loads make it good, make it all worth our while. Loads of good chat and uh, and doing a splendid job. Um, we'll be doing commentary as well in the evening on BBC Radio Five Live Sports Extra on the evening match, and then we'll have another tennis podcast straight afterwards um, I mentioned last night that we were holding a ballot for Tennis Podcast Live at the Queen's Club on the 2nd of December 6.30 in the evening tickets £20 each um, and if anybody is interested send your contact details details to tennispodcastevents at gmail.com um, you can also just scroll down on your phone to, uh, to click on the link there um, if you're interested in going to it uh, it's for our Kickstarter backers at the predictions level something I forgot to say yesterday um, which uh, I thought I'd better clarify because um, yeah, it, 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 we were in danger of having about a thousand people coming <laughs> uh, and the room isn't quite that big anyway um, if you are interested in coming we do have some spaces and uh, yeah we'll do a draw um, on February the 20 uh, February Friday the 22nd of November um, ahead of the uh, ahead of Tennis Podcast Live which is going to be on the 2nd of December so if you'd like to come along we'll have some food and drinks and we'll uh, we'll do a live show in front of you uh, do our end of season awards uh, we'll do a and a I can't wait <laughs> it's going to be great let's do it now with people in the bar he means it <laughs> There's loads of people in the bar. They'd love a live tennis podcast. Anyway. They haven't shown much interest in this one. <laughs> it's not that I'm not looking forward to it. It's just I, I, I'm I'm, definitely okay with it being two weeks worth of good night's sleep away from now. You're, you're forgetting that we've got a whole week of daily Three. podcasts next week. Mm. Uh, Davis Cup <laughs> finals. Matt's going to be there. Catherine and me will be up in the middle of the night on the line to him. Look at her face. <laughs> Have I got the time difference with Madrid wrong? Well, it's because it's Spain and they've mm. decided to schedule lots of matches really late and then people can yeah. go and have dinner afterwards. It's right, Catherine. You can have one of your massive lions when you're at home. It's all right. This and, is true. And you're a napping extraordinaire. I'm nothing if not that. So, uh, this has been the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, executive produced by TennisBalls.com with our mascot, Rio Weather White. We will be back with two more from the ATB Finals. Matt... You're leaving us. I am. I'm on my EasyJet flight with Rafael Nadal. What time? Oh, gosh. Uh, about 11 from Gatwick. Oh, that's all right. It's not too bad. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Although, okay. classic with flights, you think that's fine, and then you kind of work back. You've got to be there two hours before. You've got to get there, and suddenly the alarm is quite early. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let you go to bed now. Uh, it's been lovely having you with us all week here at the O2. Have you enjoyed it? Very much so, yes. It's been... It's. I feel like it's been a much better tournament than 
several several years. previous years especially last year and it's it's been great that we've all been here yeah now we've loved having you with us and we'll be on the line with you uh, on sunday night when we preview the davis cup finals uh, we'll also be doing our final review of uh, of the atp finals here catherine and myself we'll be back with another one tomorrow night thanks for listening and we'll speak to you tomorrow 